In the Gun, episode 10 here. It's your new favorite WVU football podcast. Wesley Euler with the best teammates in the business, the runaway beer truck, Owen Schmidt, and the signal caller, Jed Drenning. This is going to be a special edition of ITG. It's going to be called our In the Gun No Huddle. This will be a shorter episode, just one or two topics that we kick around, and we'll have some fun with Professor Schmidt here in just a few minutes. This episode is brought to you commercial-free, baby, by our friends at Toothman Ford, and we all know cars cost less in Grafton. And Owen is back from assignment. Beer truck, we're happy to have you alongside here. Happy to be here, Wes. Jed? The preparation is complete. (laughs) Good to see you. So we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here and unveil a, a new segment in just a couple minutes. But first, uh, headlines here. Really, only one, just to touch on real quick. Herm Edwards out at Arizona State. Um, not just because the one and two start and some some you know less than stellar performances. Uh, also, some NCAA yeah. investigations going on there as well too. I know a lot of uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter and social media. Well, Arizona State's getting rid of Herm Edwards. What's going on with WVU and Neil Brown? A little bit deeper than just the wins and losses, all right? So that's really your only (laughs) – They met him in the end zone, Wes. I know. Did you see the the video? That was incredible. I was like, wow, that's not cool, man. I guess better to get fired in the end zone than left on the tarmac at the airport, but neither are Uh great, certainly. Neither are great. Okay. Uh, and you know what, Jed, though, let's let's transition here. We also wanted to do a little uh, before we turn it over to Professor Schmidt. We wanted to do a little know the game with Jed Drenning. This is a, uh, a feature, a segment that we've done here on ITG before. Real simple, obscure rules, football terms, all these things that, you know, Jed goes into his layer there and, and deep dives into all this for us this week. Jed, the mercy rule, and something that I think you were asked about uh, a little bit in the wake of the WVU's big blowout win against Towson on Saturday. Yeah, there actually is a mercy rule in college football. And uh, to briefly explain it, we're going to try and go indie tempo, the language Owen and I speak. Indie, indie, indie. Okay, so let's go fast pace here, pick up the tempo. All right. Here's the way this works. Uh, at, at halftime, when we were up 45 to 7, I had one of the independent photographers ask me, hey, do you think we'll play the running clock in the second half? Well, believe it or not, that does happen. At any point during a game, the playing time of any remaining quarter can be shortened or adjusted if both coaches agree on it. Now, hmm. oftentimes it's weather-related. Sometimes it is because of the score. Uh, but in theory, you could have a pretty close game, but if the weather's just that wretched, maybe, in fact, the coaches would agree for whatever reason to run the clock. And It happened about a decade ago with Florida State and Savannah State. Florida State was up, they were a 69 and a half point favorite and they were up 48 to nothing in the second quarter. There was a lightning delay after the wait, like a half hour, 45 minute lightning delay. They came back in the third quarter and they were up 55 to nothing. And finally, Jimbo and the coach from Savannah State, Jimbo was the head coach of Florida State at the time, Jimbo Fisher, agreed, hey, let's just, let's just wrap this thing up. So uh, the rest of the game, they, and uh, they, they ran the clocks for the duration of the third and fourth quarter. And of course, Mountaineer fans will remember Marshall game, Dana's first game in 2011 with, uh, you know, several hours of lightning delays. Finally, just at the beginning of the fourth quarter, like a couple seconds into the fourth quarter, after all the delays, West Virginia was up by three touchdowns. So both sides kind of agreed to say, you know, no Moss, that's enough. But that is out there. And it actually, I was part of one of these, though. And when I played for Rich at Glenville, uh, I was coaching for him. And we were up 40-something or nothing at halftime in a game. And it was an impending hurricane sweeping through that part of the state. 
and uh, they were kind of keeping a close eye on that and things turned south really quickly uh, from a weather standpoint so Rich and the other coach decided hey let's let it roll shorten the quarters I think we played like 10 or 12 minute quarters and just let them roll so that's out there strange you rarely see it but it is out there I was asked about it during the Towson game so thought it was a good time to bring that up now without further ado this is what I don't know about you guys. This is what you came you have, for, right? You have here. no idea what you're in store for here. This I have waited and waited and waited for this. Now, one of two things is going to happen: we're either going to get a beer sponsorship out of this, or a hooked on phonics sponsorship out of this. All right, Wes, briefly introduce yes. it, and then I'll explain. Uh, maybe if there's any tutors out there, this might be an opportunity to get your sponsorship and your ad reads in here too. Yes. <laughs> This is uh, basically, you know, we've, uh, uh, like I said, I've got the best teammates in the business here, all right, because uh, they both played the game, they both know the game. Uh, Owen is the runaway beer truck known for having some fun. Jed is the signal caller who is the X's and O's and the, and the brainiac between the ears, right? So we've combined those two skill sets that those two have, like peanut butter and jelly, and we've come up with, uh, Professor Schmidt, Big O, is going to read a story that Jed is going to write about WVU's opponents every single week. So I've aptly named this Professor Schmidt Reads Some Jedger Allen Poe. You get like it there. It. You, you see what I, I like just it. did there. Um, and Jed, I know you've uh, you got us a doozy for this one, didn't you? You picked us a good one to quote. Dusted Bill it off. Yeah. If, if you guys have seen any of the Marvel movies, like when the Avengers fought, they thought fought Thanos, I should say. You remember when the Hulk started wearing glasses and he was always the Hulk, but he was also <laughs> David Banner, Bruce Banner. So you got the best of both worlds. That's what we're striving for here. That's the bar we're trying to hit. So what happened was several years back, I wrote a piece uh, about the West Virginia Virginia Tech rivalry, and I did a bunch of research. I go nuts with these things sometimes. Was this from 2017? Uh, actually, the uh, game? yeah, I think Back it was further than that. It wasn't last year. I think it was 2017. So dusted it off, and uh, some of it's timeless. Okay, it wasn't really you know centered around that matchup in particular. Not this excerpt that we're using. Now this is just an excerpt. Uh, the whole thing together was War and Peace, you know. But uh, but Owen is about to <laughs> read this excerpt after first. Well, Owen, you take it from here. Let's just roll. Well, I would like to pause for our brief beer sponsor. Okay. Beverage beverage <laughs> identification. We'll pause. We'll step aside IPG for 10 Bruce. seconds for beverage IPG Bruce, son. <laughs> it's in Owen's basement. That's a wide open for anybody who's watching this glorious podcast and would like to sponsor some man beverages for the boys. Your, your logo goes here. Right here. The cauldron in Owen's basement. So here we go. So. Drum roll, please. It's tornado time. Professor Schmidt. Oh, man. Folks, you got if you're just listening to this, you got to watch on YouTube. Oh, you and got tornado to. and yeah, you're gonna miss this. It's, we can't do a play that. by play for this. Now, roll. <laughs> Here we go. In physics, they call it repulsion when two magnetic objects are similarly charged and have similar poles facing each other. Those objects are pushed in opposite directions, the similarities force them to repel one another. 
Maybe it's confined. Maybe it isn't confined to the realm of science. Familiarity, as they say, does breed contempt in many of history's most bitter competitions. We're not born from the differences between the two sides, but rather from their similarities. Pause for a beer. <laughs> Getting to Virginia Tech. Consider some of the most intense rivalries in industry, pop culture, and literature. There's a tendency to assume they would be opposites, but that's not always true. And I don't mean just left versus right Twix. I'm talking about foes like Coke and Pepsi. UPS and FedEx. <laughs> Marvel Comics and DC. You could just as easily list as many traits common among each pair as you could their divergences. Shakespeare's first line in the prologue of Romeo and Juliet described the infamously adversial Montagues and Capulets as two households, both alike in dignity. Heck, even the Hatfields were known to marry a McCoy now and then, and vice versa. With West Virginia heading to Blacksburg, hell-bent on keeping the Black Diamond Trophy in Morgantown for the foreseeable future, it's a good time to have this conversation. These are two programs with no shortage of love lost, but also a pair with more in common than either in incline to admit. Two communities nestled neatly in opposite ends of Appalachia, gridiron settlements like Morgantown and Blacksburg. Give college football its immutable. Damn it. <laughs> inimitable, <laughs> inimitable zest. They're at once populated and surrounded by rabid blue-collar fan base that passionately love their brands and just as passionately loathe most everything else, especially each other. West Virginia University and Virginia Polytech and State University were established as land-grant universities during the post-bellum era. WVU in 1867. Golly, the beer burps. <laughs> and VPI in 1872. They both played their first games of football with Benjamin Harrison presiding over the nation. WVU in 1891. Virginia Tech in 1892. Turn the page. Since that time, both have erected their names into history with more than 700 wins apiece. But the parallels don't stop there. WVU and VPI each were introduced to insufferable neighbors to the north in October 1895. Virginia Tech on October 5th of 1895 when they played their inaugural game against the Virginia Cavaliers in West Virginia. Three weeks later on October 26th, when they scored a shutout in their first ever meeting with Western University of Pennsylvania, which is now, of course, Both programs enjoyed a renaissance in the modern era under the leadership of head coaches destined to become icons. 
each of whom retired with 200 plus career wins. West Virginia's Don Nealon, 202. And Virginia Tank's Brake Beaver, 238. Both schools were propelled to new heights by dynamic dual threat quarterbacks who finished number three in voting for the Heisman Trophy, WBU's Major Harris in 1989 and Virginia Tech's Michael Vick in 99. So one logical question would seem to arise with so many rival groups, much like the Mountaineers and the Hokies, sharing so much in common. Why all the hate? Sigmund Freud called it narcissism of minor differences. Addressing this tribal phenomenon in the 1930s, as they Freud theorized that there were all saddled with an extreme desire to establish a unique identity. With bristle quickly when the distinctive sense of self is threatened, in short, things heat up fast when our neighbors start to mirror us too closely. Freud discussed communities with adjoining territories and relatives to each other in other ways as well, who are engaged in constant feuds and in ridiculing each other. If that doesn't sound like the two teams and the two fan bases about to grapple for the Black Diamond Trophy, I'm not sure what does. Maybe Freud was right. Maybe our passionate rival really are those much alike us. After all, anyone who wonders if the intensely the intensity has cooled off need only hear the stories about country roads booming over the PA at Hokies practices leading up to the game. The fans on both sides of this rivalry are still talking the kind of smack that you have been thinking of 1990. 1990. Something Big East title is still at stake. Hokie Nation roars. Mountaineer Nation roars back. And loudly, I might add. The truth is, we should forgive the poor folks from Blacksburg. They don't know that we have an old saying around these parts. If you hear country roads, Then again, maybe they do know, and the whole thing was simply an unintentional error that revealed the Hokies' subconscious feelings. Was West Virginia, sorry, was Virginia Tech. Damn it, Jed, intuitively preparing for this post-game event Thursday night at Land Stadium that will feature vocals by John Denver. Psychoanalysts have a name for that. It's called the Freudian slip. Give them hell, Sigmund. Let's go. Let's go. A little Jedism. Pulled it off. He pulled it off. It wasn't that? great, sir, but it was well written. <laughs> Shedger Allen Poe. Better read. <laughs> that's everything i hope for and more uh familiarity breeds contempt familiarity breeds contempt the narcissism of minor differences oh yeah that's one that. of the things that i've pointed out many times we hate pit 
because we're nothing like them. We hate tech because we're a lot like them. We resemble each other. And I thought that was where the case study and when I put this together, it's always fascinated me. You know, you grow up in West Virginia being taught to hate the Pitt Panthers, but the hate for Virginia Tech, it's more, much more organic. You figure it out all on your own. You're, you're absolutely right. There's, you know, there's a little sanctum, t- to use another big word here, Jedgar Allen Poe, there's a little sanctimony about the, the backyard brawl. You know, Pitt, Pitt thinks they're higher class than us. They're better educated. They live in a nicer area. They're, you know, they're more uppity, all these things where, yeah, Virginia Tech, it's, it's the Hatfields and the McCoys. It's, it's familiarity. It's contempt. I love it. We're going to have a little Excellent battle work, my for friend. a black diamond. And now the only thing left to do is preview them, right? Now the only thing left to do is preview them, and we will do that this week. I mean, how about that? Three episodes for you guys this week. We're, we're working hard. Bang, bang, bang. We it's are, hokey we week, are, baby. It's it's hokey week. All right, you don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to go kill a turkey. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna do that on Thursday night. We will have one more episode for you uh, before Thursday. That will be the full Virginia Tech preview. Mm-hmm. We'll deep dive into all the X's and O's, all the advantages, uh, all the key matchups to watch. Uh, we'll make some predictions and some projections in there as well too. Uh, Plug before we get out of here, as always, a couple things, right? Make sure you're, you're checking out our website, itgfootball.com. All the episodes are there. All of our links and everything are there. We'll have some merch up for you there soon. Uh, following along on all your social media tw- channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at In The Gun Podcast. Uh, also, In The Gun Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe to us there. And like I said, if you're somebody who normally just listens to these when you're in the car or when you're working out or when you're walking the dog, whatever, you gotta you gotta watch this one on YouTube, all right? To see Owen tornado those beers and see him uh, see him uh, read this thing. I mean, he didn't have a skull in his hand, you know, uh, Edgar Allan Poe style. But everything else, to be or not to be. Loathe. <laughs> I was we waiting loathe. on him to slam the beer down and scream another. We <laughs> bring me my mead, peasants. <laughs> Where is the beer wench? Where is the beer wench? Yes, if you want to be our beer wench as well, too, uh, like we said, you, your logo your logo goes here, right? And hey, you just... hey, Wes, Owen, Owen doesn't know the full story. We're starting with him charging a beer before he reads it. Next is a shot of Jack, and then we're working up to a ghost pepper. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey. This wasn't in the sign-up sheet, man. <laughs> there was no reading on the syllabus. No, it was it was in the fi- it was in the fine print. You signed away all your rights. Yeah, the, the syllabus had no reading assignments on it. Yeah, it's, it's like defense. when your it's like when your phone or your computer updates, right? You don't actually read it. You just click agree yeah, and keep whatever it and keep, agree. You know, yeah, you, you had to read the fine print, Owen. Sorry, Jim Allen Post snuck that one in on you. Uh, <laughs> all righty, so, we hope you guys, my friend. We hope, you guys, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed this no-huddle edition of ITG. We'll be doing more of these shorter, quick hitters. You know, not not quite as buttoned up, no commercials, just, just having some fun. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this. The only thing we ask of you is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU podcast and, uh, and be keeping an eye out because in the next 24 hours or so, we'll have the full Virginia Tech preview for you as well. For the beer truck, Owen Schmidt. For Jedgar Allen Poe, I am Wesley Euler. Thanks, everybody, as always. You've been in the gut.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.